Don't look now, but the Jets are 6-2-2 two two in their last 10 games and have now beaten the Nashville Predators in convincing fashion. Is this team for real? Is it time to get excited? We'll dive into all of these questions and more on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode, obviously, we just wrapped up uh, talking or, or actually getting to watch Winnipeg take on Nashville. And for a lot of reasons, um, some parts of this game felt very familiar, right? Bit of a throwback to old Nashville versus Winnipeg games where there was bad blood, there were fights. Uh, we had a Gordie Howe hat trick with Adam Lowry. It, it just had everything. And at the end of it, the Jets came out six to three victors with a Kyle Connor heart, uh, hat trick that, despite having an empty net goal, was a very much well-deserved hard-earned hattie, right? This was a really strong performance in a lot of areas. And we also saw a couple of signs of where the Jets are still perhaps trying to find a, a, a modicum of consistency. Although, if you look at the goaltending, I don't know that you could really fault uh, Brassois for some of the stuff that went in, in this game. But overall, right, if you're looking at um, this game from a very holistic perspective, you have to feel good about the Jets. This is a team that's it, that's that's starting to feel like it's it's firing on all cylinders. But let's talk about this game in particular, right? Nashville was not an easy out in this game. And I think... You know, a lot of people have said that the Preds are kind of trash. And look, compared to previous years where they were Stanley Cup contenders, yes, this team does not have the depth or skill uh, or frankly, just overall, um, I don't know if it's if it's mentality or or roster depth, whatever you want to ascribe to this whole thing. The whole mixture is just not anywhere near the same tier of team that it was a few years ago. Now, that doesn't mean that the Preds are bad, right? Nashville is still an annoying, frustrating team to play. Um, their record, I think, perhaps uh, maybe betrays <clears throat> where they're really weak right now. I think that the lack of goal production in some areas is probably a bit of a concern for them. And, you know, they've leaked a few more than I think they would like. But the thing with the Preds is that they have use of Saros. And Saros can kind of compensate for a lot of the issues that ail them not all of them and i think we saw that in this game but enough to where you know having an elite netminder like saros can sort of backstop you to victory in the same way that hellebuck used to when it was all on him to basically carry the jets into a playoff spot but now you know obviously winnipeg has added some serious forward depth and the preds have started to enter a phase where you're talking more about rebuilding than you are competing now, the Preds aren't really rebuilding in the usual sense. I kind of feel like, you know, Trotz has maybe done something of a half measure. 
Uh, I guess fortunately for him, it doesn't really matter because the Preds are still like five and eight. So they're dead last in the central. They are towards the bottom of the NHL standings, which for draft lotto odds, that's pretty decent. But at the same time, they're still making life really difficult on teams like Winnipeg. And I think in some instances, we saw that where, you know, Nashville definitely liked to set some picks. They were physical in the corners. Um, they were very scrappy, but overall, the Jets really dominated this game. At 5v5, this was Winnipeg's game to lose. Uh, the Jets just controlled play. <clears throat> they applied waves of pressure. They forced Nashville into mistakes. There was a lot to like from Winnipeg's perspective. The only moments where the Jets might not be thrilled with, you know, kind of came on some counters or some turnovers and mistakes here and there. Uh, Brassois might not love one or two of the goals that he conceded, but um, I mean, two of them came from Philip Forsberg. So if Forsberg wants to score, he just will. That's, you know, it doesn't really matter who's in net. He just has that elite natural finish. But um, otherwise, you know, I thought Brassois made some big saves. I will say that I was particularly impressed with the PK being as selfless as it was. It, you know, obviously the PK hasn't exactly been strong this year, but in terms of like shot blocking and stuff in this game, I thought they did a tremendous job. You don't want to have to block this many shots uh, in a lot of instances. I think you would prefer to have possession of the puck and uh, clear it cleanly and, uh, and and with control, right? But obviously in certain circumstances, you can't do that. And in this game, we saw the Jets really playing for the badge. Uh, Dylan Sandberg blocked some big shots. DeMello made some big plays. Dylan had some, you know, bright moments. It was a very much a team effort. And I think the Jets did a great job of controlling play and really putting the Preds under a lot of pressure. The 6-3 to three scoreline was very much deserved. Uh, Nashville only had a couple of moments where they were really dangerous. And, you know, on the third goal, it was like a deflection, I think it was, for Tomasino. That's what it looked like, at least from the first glance that I had. Um, but otherwise, you know, the Jets really didn't give Nashville a lot. Uh, on the PKs, the Jets generally blocked everything and kept Brassois clear as much as possible. Nashville didn't really record that many shots on goal on the power play, and they had like five attempts uh, to do so. So overall, you know, for this game, I got to say I liked Winnipeg's effort. And look, the Preds are not a great team. So don't get me wrong against a team like Colorado or maybe some of the elite teams the Jets might struggle a bit more. But in a game like this where you need the Jets to take care of business and to put down an opponent opponent that they should put down, the Jets did, did exactly that. That's all I could really ask for. Winnipeg entertained the fans. We got a hat trick, and they took care of business. If you're asking for anything more than that, I feel like you're just going to put yourself in a position for disappointment. You know, the Jets don't have to be the world's best team every single game. They just have to be good enough to beat their opponents. And so far, so good. They've generally controlled or even dominated at 5v5. The special teams has rounded a little bit more into form recently, though it's still not great, but at least the power play has connected a few times. And the goaltending, you know, it's still a little bit of a question mark, but you expect Hellebuck will probably return to form here pretty soon. So overall, a big 6-3 to three victory, and I don't think you can complain about this one much at all. Great game, and I am happy to see Winnipeg on the right side of the ledger. Now, of course, <clears throat> uh, you know, the, the Jets, I think there are questions as to how legit is this team, right? Where are the Jets strong and where are they deficient? We'll talk a little bit about that and what makes this team a legitimately quality uh, playoff contender in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I, and we get fired up together on wins and losses. 
who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have, and today I want our chat to be a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means, right? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Rivadio prescriptions. This is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at Jace Medical to receive 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A, va- a verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service because supply chain issues caused me to put uh, to cut pills in half to make them last. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. Now I feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies, and I highly recommend this for everyone. If you are someone you would love, uh, or you would love uh, get, you want to have them get some peace of mind by having your supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, thanks for rejoining us as we talk about the Jets' performance recently. And, you know, obviously I said at the top of the episode, the Jets are 6-2-2 two, and two in their last 10 games. That, for any team, is a really impressive record. And I think there are questions about, you know, is this Jets team for real? Is this a quality team? What makes them special and what makes them perhaps deficient? And I think in a lot of ways, I would lean towards the Jets being a really quality team. At even strength, right? The process for me is the most important part. The the record now obviously is really nice, but I think more than anything, when you're starting off the season, right, you want to see the team play the right way. Sometimes you have really bad stretches of, of losses where something is clearly not quite clicking, but it's not because the team is playing poorly. Maybe there's one or two components where the Jets are 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 lacking and they fall short of the mark on the score sheet. But Elsewhere, you're seeing the process work. Right now, with what we're seeing with Winnipeg, they're actually uh, able to outstrip their their mistakes and and issues. So far, the Jets have generally been pretty darn good. And when they're you know kind of dummying bad opponents, that's what you expect, right? But it's really good to see Winnipeg do it because in past years we haven't always seen them take advantage of weaker opposition. But this year, the Jets are kind of smacking opponents that are are below them in the standings by a pretty fair margin. Uh, obviously, we haven't seen them face too, too many quality teams. Um, they've lost twice to Vegas, which is a really tough one. So uh, a, a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. But otherwise, you know, in their last 10 games, the Jets have gotten points in eight out of those 10 games. That is a really big achievement for a franchise that over the past few years has kind of nailed uh, or, or, or nosedived, right? The Jets haven't always been able to take care of business against a, a, a weaker opponents. They've struggled to get quality victories. But this team, I'm telling you, this team is starting to look really legitimate. It really starts with the forward depth. I think that the four lines that Winnipeg has are legitimately deep. And the first line is starting to cook, right? Like the first line hasn't exactly been great to start the season. But over the past couple of games, obviously against Nashville and and St. Louis, which are not perhaps world beaters, but still annoying opponents, the Jets top line is legitimately doing great work. 
Um, the second line has, you know, obviously contributed with some good defensive work, a couple of good scoring opportunities, and uh, we're starting to see Ehlers perhaps look a little bit faster and faster as the days wear on. But he's still got some passing issues, and thankfully Perfetti is there to uh, cover up some of the other mistakes. Now, of course, the best line on this team is still the third line. The Niederreiter, Lowry, and Appleton line just continues to cook. They scored again uh, the first goal for the Jets against Nashville. This one, an Appleton tip on a great uh, basically whole line rush that crashed the slot and created chaos. That's the sort of, uh, sort of stuff that you want to see. A player getting lost in transition, somebody able to tip home, perhaps a, a juicy rebound or a great uh, initial deflection. Doesn't matter as long as it ends up past the keeper. I don't care if it's pretty or not. Just find a way to score. And this third line has done a fabulous job ever since Niederreiter joined. Um, speaking of Niederreiter, we have heard that uh, obviously he does want to come back to the Jets. And they're talking about a three to four year contract, which at that point, just sign it, right? If he wants four to four and a half, I don't even care. It's a great deal. Get that value and you retain a guy who I think could be a core piece of Winnipeg's near competitive future uh, for the next few seasons at least. But Niederreiter, he's been a great fit. He's one of the best trades Chevy has made ever. Um, I think this this acquisition for like a second round pick was fabulous. Niederreiter contributed a great play on the goal to uh, help Appleton score and kind of take revenge against Nino's old team. So yeah, I got to say, you know, when you look at the forward depth for this team, it's legit. Like even the fourth line with Gustafson, Kupari, and Barron, you know, they get the job done for checking. They, you know, create some good opportunities occasionally, and they'll offer some defensive support. So up top, it looks good. Where the Jets are going to not be thrilled with is, is really the defense, right? The blue line has kind of been a bit inconsistent. To put it lightly, when Winnipeg's defense makes mistakes, it usually ends up in the back of the net because it's like a really bad turnover and something that either Hellebuck or Bressois really has no chance on. Um, and, you know, obviously the, the lack of foot speed in the blue line is kind of a problem. You also see the Jets defenders at times make really bad passes under pressure, which is something that is, it's, it's not really the world's most coachable challenge, right? Sometimes it's just a, a bit of a composure thing and Winnipeg has occasionally struggled with it, but overall it's not been enough to derail Winnipeg in too many opportunities. The Jets since that one and three start have really stabilized. They've looked pretty good overall. So not really going to harp on that. I guess the last thing that you could say is a real deficiency is the special teams unit. Uh, if the PK goes back to being even just average and the power play goes from like almost bottom of the league to more middle of the pack, it's going to be a, a godsend for this team. It'll be a huge change. Winnipeg will look a lot more dangerous and you'll see the Jets win way more games. So, you know, there's there's a lot to be interested in with this team. But I suppose your next question is, should I get excited about Winnipeg's playoff prospects and what they can do in the postseason? We'll talk about what that might look like in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Parkview Advance. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. They can do everything from $5,000 to $1.5 million. Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. And for those of you who understand that time is money, that is an incredibly big blessing, especially for those of you who might be working against the clock on some big payment deadlines. 
It's a much easier process than you might think. And we invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to try uh, and learn more at, um, you know, parkviewadvance.com or by calling them at 203-675-0071. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance right now. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Just go to parkviewadvance.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts of tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers, thank you for joining us as we talk about a question that sort of follows up whether or not the Jets are a quality team. Is it time to get excited about the Jets? And I'm going to say yes. I think this Winnipeg squad is pretty darn legit. Um, I know in the past I've said that Winnipeg has had some very big deficiencies, and those deficiencies could be enough to be a real problem in the playoffs, right? But thankfully, Winnipeg's deficiencies are the kind that you can fix. There's stuff and adjustments the team can make that would actually get the Jets within striking distance of being a legitimately annoying team in the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Jets are destined to go all the way to a conference final, but based on what we've seen so far and where I think Winnipeg can make some adjustments and tweak the roster, this team should very much be at least a one to two round kind of squad. Um, I expect Hellebuck will be better over the course of the season. I expect that, you know, Heinola and Villardi coming back will be big additions. So long as they stay healthy and as long as the rest of the roster stays healthy, um, for me, I have reason to believe that this Jets team is legitimately worth getting excited about. Uh, I haven't said that in a while, but I feel like compared to last year, even this team is controlling play a lot more uh, consistently. They're creating more dangerous opportunities, and there's a lot more forward depth that really brings home the most important part of, of winning at the NHL level these days, and that's scoring, right? This team really needs to create offensive opportunities and capitalize on them. Otherwise, you know, you're going to lean on Hellebuck and the defense to do the job. And we know that this year so far, that's probably not a recipe for success. But even if Hellebuck was amazing and the defense was, was much stronger, you're just not going to win trying to shut opponents out. You've got to score goals. And that's where I think the Jets have made some really smart changes and acquisitions to make this forward group not only deep, but legitimately scary. The way that this team plays uh, against teams that have, you know, either comparable or slightly lesser talent is very impressive. I still want to see them execute against much stronger teams. They've had moments against Vegas where they really dummied the Knights, right? Like Vegas would get overwhelmed by pressure and were probably fortunate on a number of occasions not to concede. But thanks to Vegas's power play and their propensity for scoring on counters, thanks to the Jets also being a little bit not great in, in transition defense, you know, the Knights have sort of gotten away with it. But I think in, in future games, perhaps, the Jets, once they're fully healthy, might be a legitimately pain in the butt for the Knights to deal with. And I think that's going to be true of any team the Jets face. I think Winnipeg has the firepower, the depth, and the skill to make, you know, life a living heck for most opponents. Will that hold up for a seven-game series? Tougher to say, right? It depends on who they're facing. Against teams like Minnesota or St. Louis or these weaker squads, I really don't think it's going to be that much of a problem for the Jets to uh, take a series in five to six games. But if you're facing a much better team in, say, Vegas or or Dallas or Colorado, you might run into some initial issues. Now, I say much better, but I think Winnipeg is probably closer to Dallas than the other two. Um, I think Colorado and Vegas are still perhaps better because 
uh, for Vegas, right? It's more of a stylistic thing. It's how they play that tends to be a nightmare for the Jets and has been Winnipeg's kryptonite. With Colorado, they just play really, really well. They're very creative, and they're playing with a with a pace and intensity that I think would be difficult in some areas for the Jets to match. But this year's Jets team is also much better suited to dealing with these fast transition teams than it was in previous years. That doesn't quite apply to the defense so much, but certainly forward-wise, Winnipeg has, um, I would say, a, a better fighting chance against these speedy, annoying, quick teams. But overall, right, the question you know, still comes down to, should you get excited about the Jets? My answer is yes. I think this is a legitimate playoff team. I've said it from the start. I think this forward group is the deepest it's been in years. I see shades of 2017, 2018 at times in this team. Obviously, defense is a bit of a different story, and the goaltending is going to have to improve pretty drastically. But overall, I like a lot of what I'm seeing. And I'd be curious to know what you think. Do you like this team a lot? Do you think that there's significant room for improvement? Or do you think with a couple of small changes, this Jets team might be on the path to greatness? Drop your thoughts in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on uh, Twitter slash X. But for tonight's show, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here tomorrow with more season coverage, so don't go anywhere. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. And as always, have a great night, and go Jets go.